Hey family, you're listening to Let's Grow with Jeff Whitaker, where I offer practical wisdom and spiritual advice for your personal growth. On this episode of Let's Grow, I had the pleasure of speaking with the inspirational trailblazer, communicator, and leader himself, Mr. Adrian Davis. AD and I discussed how fulfilling our dreams often requires us to journey down risky roads and how the way in which we steward the risk will directly impact our success. This is definitely a conversation that we can all glean from. So let's grow now and let's grow together. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode of Let's Grow. Listen, if you find that the content of this podcast is helping you in any way, I encourage you to subscribe and share it with others and and leave me a rating, you know, show your boy some love if you're being impacted by uh, what you're hearing. My desire, man, is to simply share practical wisdom and spiritual advice for your personal growth. And every time you share this podcast with someone else, you expand my ability to do so. So thank you in advance for connecting others with this content. Listen, man, today I am privileged to be uh, with my brother and friend, Adrian Davis, affectionately known as AD. Uh, he is one of the most authentic and sincere persons and leaders I've been blessed to cross paths with. And I'm excited for him to share with us how he has pioneered through new territory in order to positively impact the lives of others and leave a mark in the world that cannot be erased. AD, welcome to the Let's Grow podcast, man. What's up, Brody? What's yeah. up, man? Hey, man, it is a blessing to truly have you on the show. And I'm thankful for the time you've taken out of your busy schedule uh, to connect <laughs> with me, man. So from the bottom of my heart, man, thank you so much. Um, Dude, I'm honored. I'm honored, man. I'm really honored to be a part, man. Thank you for asking me to be on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be here, bro. Most definitely, man. Um, I know I know a little bit about you, and um, I know there are others who who know about you, but I believe you are definitely a voice to this generation, man, uh, that is needed, uh, that is necessary. Uh, but I can't assume everyone listening to this podcast is familiar with who you are and what you do. So before we get into the depth of our conversation today, we're talking about risky roads, uh, because mm. AD has definitely traveled down a risky, and is traveling down a risky road. Uh, <laughs> But it's so inspirational to so many people, no matter what uh, field of, of of life you're serving in, man. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself first. Let the audience know, you know, who you are, what you do, man. And then we'll kind of get into this conversation. So, man, um, you know, I'm Adrian Davis, uh, known as AD, as you said. But, um, you know, man, for the past, uh, for the last 10 years of my life, um, I was pastoring a church, uh, pastoring churches, should I say. Right. And um, <clears throat> and sitting in the seat of a senior pastor and um, decided uh, through my conversations with God, through my conversations with my family, that uh, I was going to transition out of senior pastoring to explore the other things that I desire to do. Uh, and one of those things being in the field of entertainment yeah. um, and also just expanding my voice. Um a little bit more and then also taking the chances uh, and the desires of things that I wanted to take. You know, I, I've always wanted to get into the field of entertainment. I want, I was wanted to audition and get into acting and uh, produce content and things of that nature. Uh, just didn't know where to begin, didn't know where to start. Uh, but it, um, and so I decided to move to LA, you know, uh, <laughs> left, um, you know, and, 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 and a lot of times people can, you know, people were like, uh, man, you know, uh, you know, so if church isn't going well, then, you know, man, you can go do something else, but right. our church, our church is doing amazing. It was so, thriving, I mean, it was growing, yeah, it was thriving, expanding, yeah. Th- yeah, so it's like, 
So it's 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 very easy to let go of something that's dying, but right. you know, uh, to to let go of something that's living, but understand that uh, it needs to, you know, it it could be possibly better in the hands of someone else that yeah. is passionate about it. And not to say I wasn't passionate about pastoring. I think I'm I was going to be passionate about pastoring at some at some in some form. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, but um, so I just decided to take the leap of a lifetime, man. You know, and uh, and make this transition. So now I'm out here in LA doing content, uh, started my branding and marketing company. Um, I'm signed to an agency for acting. So I'm auditioning like That's crazy. Uh, yeah, man. So <laughs> just, just, just trying my hand at it all, man. Yeah. I just came to a point where I said, um, you know, I can live with, it didn't work, but I right. can't live with, I didn't try. That's so, good. so I just, I, I just, I just embodied that. That's cool, man. And what such a, such a transitional year for you. And we know that 2020 was a transitional year for so many people, no matter what aspect of life you were dealing with. Um, it was definitely transitional for you to say the least. Um, and you've made, as you stated, some bold moves in order to fulfill purpose and help people. Uh, movements that are inspiring many people around the world to step out of the boat of what I would call comfortability and to live beyond the expectations of others. Because as pastors, we are oftentimes living in the expectations of other people and yeah, we never man. step out to do what we want to do because it'll look like selfishness or look like we're trying to do our own thing. But you stepped out in order to fulfill the dreams God has placed in your heart. And um, although it's been rewarding, I'm sure it has come <laughs> with many risks. You know, people see your pics and, oh my gosh, yeah. he's in LA. Everybody want to move to LA. But yeah. we oftentimes, you know, praise the rewards we see, but not consider consider the risks that are taken. And on, on June 29th, man, you made an encouraging post that I want to kind of use to start our conversation yeah. uh, on your Instagram. You said, I, I've taken more L's than I would like to share, especially over the last year. This uh -huh. isn't a post of celebration. It's a post of inspiration. A year ago, I made the biggest personal leap of my life, not knowing what was on the other side. And, and here's the question I want to ask you, man, that other side piece. Uh, how did you gain the confidence to take the leap not knowing how would it impact your life. You know, some I'm a calculated person. So a lot of times it's like, I'm not going to make this movement until I know how everything is in place. I mean, you, yeah. you've been a success, transitioning more so from a successful, thriving, faith-based organization. What Where did you get the confidence to just say, I'm going to do it? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I'll tell you the truth. Um, I have, I'm a proponent to understanding that I have more courage than I do confidence. Wow. Okay. Um, a lot of times people think that I'm a very confident guy and at times I'm not, Yeah, my courage shows up when my confidence lacks That's good. and, um, and courage isn't the absence of fear. Yeah. It's the ability to do it in the face thereof. Um, so, you know, um, from a biblical context, when we look at when, you know, Moses dies and Joshua takes over yep. and then God tells Joshua, you know, be strong and be very courageous. Right. It, you know, Joshua never said I, he was afraid. Right. He never told God, hey, I, I don't know if I can do this. But God began to give him a proactive word on a feeling that he hasn't had yet. Yeah. And um, because God knows fear is going to show up. Most definitely. It's going to show up. <laughs> and man, I'm going to tell you. <clears throat> you know, people will look at a lot of stuff that I've done and be like, man, that dude 
you know, like when I, I launched a sneaker store, you right. know, as a pastor, they were like, oh, that dude, you know, he just do whatever he wants to, you know. Right. Um, now, I'm, now I'm opening up a daiquiri bar. <laughs> you know yes, what I'm saying? Like, yes, you know, you know, so it was like, so it was like, dang, like he didn't step out there. He's not passing no more. He doing, you know, but, <laughs> but the thing is, man, I, I, you know, I, it's, it, it's not confidence a lot. A lot of the times it's just the courage to, to do it when I'm fearful, when I'm, when I'm, uh, I, I care about what, what other people think more than I would like to admit. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's a hurtful thing at times yeah. because yeah. you know you want to be like, oh, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, but right. you do. You know, you you know you care. You know, you care about the way people view you or the perception of other people, and so on and so on. So right. that's a challenging piece within itself. Um, but bro, I tell you, man, like um, I just have had to tap into courage. I, I you know. Uh, the confidence, the confidence uh, sometimes is not there. And mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. When I moved out to LA, I didn't know what I was doing. I just mm-hmm. felt that this is where God wanted me to be. I feel like, and still to this day, uh, LA feels so rewarding, but mm-hmm. it's challenging as crap every day. You know what I'm saying? Like um, I was talking to Apostle and uh, like he was, he was sad. I, I, dude, I, you know, no, uh, nobody really knows this. Like I had to, uh, you know, take a job at FedEx, Wow. you know, and he was like, why won't you just come and work and do this and do this and do this? Yeah. And I said, because I feel like I'm supposed to be here. Wow. I said, so working a job at FedEx, doing what needs to be done to remain here feels more rewarding than working and doing and you know and it doesn't mean that I'm not in my purpose it does mean that purpose may look a little bit different for this season of my life and it may be something that you know maybe certain things that I just got to do to get over a certain hump you know I mean LA is expensive you know what I'm saying I can only imagine brother (laughs) like you know what I'm saying so 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 I just have to have the courage to figure it out and the courage to fail because it takes courage to fail right you know, like, yo, I just got to have enough courage to be able to fail, like, and, and trust that, you know, and jump out there and not care, you know what I'm saying? Like, and not care about the perception or the opinions of other people and what they have to say. They ain't paying no bills, no way. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. (laughs) And so that's easier said than done, you know what I'm saying? But, but man, courage has been Courage has been my secret weapon. And, you know, and so, man. something you said, man, um, is that sometimes we begin to get discouraged when we make the decision and the decision is not evolving at the rate. We live in such a, a quick, gratifying society wherein, you know, you have this big dream, you start it, um, you take the risk, but the risk is not uh, manifesting the reward at, at the level or the pace you <laughs> wanted it to, man, which leads me yeah. to ask you, ask you this, man, when we take risks and, and those risks take longer than expected to manifest the reality that we desire, because right now you're in LA, people see, oh yeah, man, I love it. Not knowing you had to, you know, uh, compensate in some, some areas with FedEx and other things, man, which shows your tenacity for what you believe in. How, how have you remained encouraged while waiting? Because mm. first of all, you you've made a big decision. You've traveled, you know, to uh, 
uncharted territory as it pertains to, to your life. And now, now you're there, you're moving, you're grinding, you're doing whatever you have to do. And we know that the conviction is going to lead to, you know, what, what you know is to come. But how do I remain encouraged and how have you remained encouraged in the waiting process? Especially when you move <clears throat> during the time where the whole world is in <laughs> one of the most chaotic predicaments yeah, you've ever been, one of the most uncertain times. So how do you keep yourself encouraged, man? Man, honestly, how I've tried to keep myself encouraged and, and, and notice I say a try because certain times I fail. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. certain times I get very discouraged. Yeah. Um, but what I try to do is that I try to rem- I try to remember for one why I made the move to begin with. Right. Like, you know, we say it all the time, remember your why, remember your why, remember your why. But it's very important, man, to keep that at the forefront of our minds to say, why did I take the risk of a lifetime? Mm-hmm. Why did I, I had to remind my family, I didn't move all the way across the country to do what I did in Alabama. Right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come here to duplicate what I came here to operate differently. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, and if I sacrifice being close to everything that I love, like my mom, my sister, you know what I'm saying? Like I left everything my church, I left everything um, to pursue this. I had to remember why I felt that that was so important for me to do. Yeah. You know, and um, and so I try to remember the why, but then also I try to remind myself of what I may view as reward and understand this, that if I view something as reward, right, it's even bigger than what I view it. Right. So when he says, I do exceedingly abundantly above all that you may ask or even think. So it's like, if I, if I'm thinking that my reward is going to be this and by my obedience to make this leap or make this jump, um, you know, he's going to do b- bigger than what I think, then I'm going to be wild because I thought a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so, so, so I, so I legit um, have to remind myself of the reason why, and then the perspective in game or in goal, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and not necessarily the end, but just, um, just what I may view as reward because there's reward throughout the process it keeps you know it keeps going but and i tell you this last thing with this man uh, one of the big things too for me is that i have tried to understand nobody nobody writes books about the destination they write books about the journey yeah and and this journey like a lot of times like we say man i just want to reach my destiny Right. But a part of your destiny is the journey. Right. Like nobody like if we if you open up a book right now and it said I moved from Alabama to L.A. and it was successful and we changed the world and we changed the perspective of how black men are viewed and right. we made millions of dollars. You'd be like, that's great. But that book <laughs> right. is terrible. You know what, what was saying? the what was the process? What was the what was the process? Challenge, the how, confrontation, how did, the obstacles. How did that happen? You yeah. know, like and understanding that all of all of the journey is the destiny too. 
Yeah. We we think that the That's end good. is good. the destiny. Right. But the journey is the destiny too. That's it's good. it's a part of it. And yeah. and understanding so like what what's what's keeping me holding on and what's encouraging me is to know that this is a part of the story too. Yeah. This is a part of the narrative. This is a part of this is a part of this is a part of the the storyline that is supposed to be told or you know that that people draw encouragement from or that my family will look back and say, man, he pushed through a lot of crap to to establish this so our family may so our family and our legacy may be established. That that's good, man. And and one thing that I'm that I'm hearing from you is that you took the pen regarding the narrative of your story and you made sure that you were writing it, of course being led by God, but not allowing people to write your story. Um, and I'm sure there were many people, particularly religious-minded individuals, uh, who criticized and misjudged you uh, for transitioning out of their expectations. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. crazy how often we are bound to the expectations of people, their expectation of you pastoring in order to impact people rather than you moving beyond that context, beyond the pulpit, because a lot of times people try to uh, lock passes into saying, oh, the only way you can effectively communicate and reach people is by standing behind this this pulpit or this sacred desk twice a week or however much. Um, but how have you processed uh, you know, there being people who probably once supported you until you begin to move beyond their expectations of you. And how have you dealt with uh, people who went from supporters to skeptics because you decided to fulfill your calling through a different context of communication? What I mean by that is that people will support you when you're, when you're in that expectation. Man. Like, yeah, you my pastor. This is what I want Ooh-wee. you to do. But then when you step outside of it, they become skeptics because they don't want you they wanted you to succeed when you were following their expectations. Oh, but he didn't move to LA. I'm just going to sit back and watch. Yeah, I see you posting and stuff. I'm waiting for when you got to come back home. So how do you Ooh, deal yes, with that, man? Because I, I know uh, it's a lot, man. I know people that were once in your corner. We love you. Woo. We appreciate you. I'm a skeptic Woo. now. I'm just waiting for this thing to, to break down so he can come uh. back home. <laughs> Well, for, well, for one passage, Jeff, you got to send me this audio so I can put it on my uh, podcast. Hey, it's already yours, brother. I got it. I got it. Yes, sir. Uh, but man, oh man, it's such a good question. Um, and and I'm trying not to cry, like honestly, man, because that's been hard. Man. That's been hard, Pastor Jeff. Man, I wish I wish I could tell you I had the recipe to know about it or to or, or, or the the right language to feel. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna tell you, man, that's one of the things that broke my heart the most mm. is because here is here is the reality. I was hearing from God when I started the church. Right. I was hearing from God when <clears throat> I was hearing from God when I was preaching every Sunday and prophesying. I was hearing from God when I moved our church from building to building to we found our building. I was hearing from God. Uh, uh, I, I was I was hearing from God when uh, I was telling people what they should do with their families, how to build businesses, how to build legacy, how to create. You know, I was hearing from. But when it came to me, right, right, all of a sudden my ability to hear from God is questioned right. because it's not what they expected. Right. Um, you know, and here's another challenging piece because 
you know, um, in, in September, 2019, we were in Nashville. Um, Apostle prophesies a word in in Nashville to me. Um, Everybody goes crazy. And that word was, you know, your midwives are coming and they're going to shift you into national prominence. They're going to put you on MTV. They're going to put you on BET. Uh, And these exact words, I make the heathen praise you because the house of the Lord hated you. And, um, and everybody going crazy. Everybody shout, Oh my God. Yeah. 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 But people not understanding the work that it takes for, for the word to become reality. Right. And because everybody is shout about national prominence, but they still want to keep you in local perspective. Right. That's good, man. And so I want to keep you a prisoner. Right. Uh, I want to keep you a prisoner and I want to keep you to me and I want to keep you locked in because I don't want you to go and do this. Right. Um, I shout over it because it sounds good, but I literally, Jeff, I've literally had to shift my expectation because I was getting praised. I was getting so much support when I was in the seat of what they needed. Right. When that seat changed, right. then all of a sudden, the text messages, the I love you's, the um, <clears throat> the the I got your back and, you know, I'm not going nowhere. Um, all of that all of that kind of began to shift. Right. And I had to understand um, this is a hard, and this is for every listener. This is for you. This is for me. I had to understand that it's very hard to expect consistent love from people that were just wired to need you. Wow. It's crazy. Man. And some people are just wired to need you. Wow. And what we will do, we will put the mandate and the responsibility on people to love us. Right. But they love the fact that you provide what they need. Right. They really don't love you. Exactly. They love what you provide. That's true. So, so, but understanding that will allow your expectations to shift that your heart is not broken. Right when you don't meet their expectation or don't meet their need or don't, or you're not there for them. I can't tell you how many people I, you know, Val, I'm going to be with you to, I, 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 you know, anything you do, I'm supporting and anything that yeah, exactly. until I did things that you didn't understand. Yeah. And um, so I just had to keep my heart in that. And um, I can't lie to you. There's been plenty of nights I cried. Yeah. There's been plenty of days um, where I just had to adjust my expectations. And then also understand that I'm not their pastor anymore. Like I'm just certain, you know, um, you know, and um, letting go of that, you know, and for certain, for certain people, you know, now, cause I, I don't, I just don't want to, I just don't want to shed light on the negative right. because there are some that are still with me. You right. see what I'm saying? That still that still love me the same. So, you know, uh, 
you know, I kind of walked you through the, 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 the negative emotion, but also yeah. too, in a positive sense, there are people that haven't left, that haven't switched up, that haven't changed, um, <clears throat> that legit love me. If I was on the corner and I said, you know, Hey, I'm going to play the guitar and ask for money all day. Right. They still would, they still would, Hey, I still rock with you. And I'm going to come, you know, if I come to LA, I'm going to come down and I'm going to throw some hundreds in your thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's, um, it's one of those things where, you know, you just gotta, you know, you just gotta alter it and put it in perspective guard your heart to not allow it to harden your heart and what i think that every leader because regardless if i'm in the seat of senior pastor or not i'm a leader um um, every leader is going to be tempted in the area of 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 his or her heart being shifted towards the negative right that's that's where we'll always be tempted so trying to keep your heart um true to who you are because uh, I think that that's the attack of the enemy to make us forfeit our true leadership style because people didn't appreciate us. Wow. Um, and um, the people that didn't appreciate you just aren't your people. And that's OK. And so, man, I just had to guard my heart because yeah. everybody, you know, like like you said, everybody, everybody had my back. Everybody, right. everybody love you, you know, right. when, when you're providing something for them. Right. But when you do something for you, then it feels like, you know, well, man, maybe you missed it. You know, and um, and so just keeping that in perspective, man, and and I just kept telling myself, man, you know, you know, it's just kind of hard to 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 it's just kind of hard to to expect consistent love from people that are just wired to need you, man. Like if they just wired to need you, you know, and then we hearing I love you, I love you, I love you. No, no, you you really just love the fact that you get what you need from me. Yeah. That and and that's a hard uh, pill to swallow um, because a lot of times people's commitment to you is based on your contribution and not necessarily their care. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but you can see, you know what I'm saying? They, yes, sir. They care when you're contributing, uh, but that's like like you said, it's based on their need. Um, wherein, if you do something for you, and this is one thing that I that I that I've loved about your journey is that you're showing people who lead faith-based organizations that beyond the self-care, you know, going, you know, on vacation and uh, going on a relaxation day or whatever like that, we oftentimes deem that as self-care, but self-care is also doing what you feel is going to bring about life fulfillment uh, beyond what people have said or considered to be best for you, man. And I know it hurts because one thing I, I, I enjoy about you, man, from the time I've met you, you have always been authentic. You, you, yeah. you, like, you're a genuine guy, uh, not seeking to prove anything to anybody but yourself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. There are many things that you've had to press through over the last three years, uh, but you've remained consistent and genuine, man. And I think that's a life lesson that we can all take is that, you know, when you make risky decisions, relationship dynamics are going to change because, uh, and you'll find yourself oftentimes taking the risk with less people uh, then, then you thought uh, we're going to be present with you, man. And, and I want to make note of that because in the Instagram post that I referenced at the beginning of our conversation, there were some mm-hmm. lessons that you stated you learned within the last year, um, having yeah. stepped out on faith to fulfill purpose. And um, 
those three lessons that I that I took, you know, to bring in this conversation is that some people have never taken a risk in their life. So be careful who you take advice from and who you keep in your circle. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have to look like the season you are in. Uh, now, knowing me, I know you've been through painful moments and severance and relationships and adjustments, uh, but you say get up and dust yourself off daily. And number three, don't be afraid of building someone else's dream while working on yours as well. And um, as we kind of come to wrap, th- wrap this conversation up, which has been amazing, man. I, I know the listeners are definitely being impacted from this conversation. Um, I derived three questions from these powerful lessons, man. Uh, mm-hmm. These three questions kind of going to gonna close us out. Number one, and we'll answer them uh, just as I present them. How, how okay. important are the right relationships during seasons where we are journeying, journeying through risky decisions? Because I know that a lot of people changed up, but I know even more importantly, you had to make sure the right people were with you while you took this risk. So how important are the right relationships during seasons where we're going through decisions that were risky in nature? Man, I'll tell you that they are very, like the right relationships are everything. And I will say this, not just the right relationships with people, but the right relationship with self. Yeah, man. Because what I've battled is how I view myself. Yeah. 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 Um, and I've battled that for years. And, um, and so, man, I'm, it's kind of, it kind of hit a pinnacle where I couldn't run from yeah. where I had to sit in like, who am I, right. you know, and, um, the right relationship with self changes everything because when you have the right relationship with self, it really doesn't matter who comes or who goes. Right. That's good. It really doesn't matter, you know, who likes you or who do, who doesn't? It really right. doesn't matter who agrees with your decision or not. When you have the right re- relationship with self, you'll say, "Hey, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing." And so, if they if they out, they out. Right. If they with it, they with it. And I just I just just uh, kind of pegged this this model for myself. And I, I mean, I would just tell myself that support is welcome, but it's not needed. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm going to do it regardless, regardless right. if you support me, if you're not. And um, a lot of times, like you said, people will sit back and they'll, they'll sit back and see if you're going to fail. And they'll keep, they'll keep enough connection with you. Right. That if you succeed, right. they'll they be like, yeah, I had, I yeah, knew yeah, yeah, PJ Morgan yeah, got a song. Um, uh, they gonna want to come or something like that or whatever. Oh yes, when sir. it's they all said and done, done, done. yes, sir. Yeah. yes, sir. But it's I love to PJ. Yeah, me too, man. I love PJ. I love PJ, and and that's and that's the truth. Like I stay, I stay close to you enough to say, hey, you know, um, yeah, you know, like when, like you, you won, right? I've been around now. Just because you were around my corner doesn't mean you were in my corner, wow, and mm-hmm. and understanding that because. Because people would be like, oh, yeah, I was around. I, uh, yeah, like, you could have talked to me once a month. Congratulations. Right. Like, <laughs> that don't mean nothing. Yeah. But when you have the right relationship with self, you'll just be okay with that. And, um, and you know, and Jeff, I tell you, man, like, it has broke my heart. You know, a, a lot of stuff that I'm talking about right now. Yeah. And a lot of stuff that I'm, you know, I'm able to even say it without crying right yeah. now. Because I have went through a year. Uh, I've been in LA for over a year now. People right. didn't know I moved when I moved. I moved in June of 2020. Right. People didn't people didn't learn about me being in LA until December. Right. 
of 2020. So, <clears throat> so I had to go through all of the emotions and, and doing stuff. And then when people don't agree, then they shut you out or they stop talking to you, you know, that type of thing. But you just got to have the right relationships where you can. And I say the right relationship with self is, is the most important because there were times where the only relationship I had was self, my relationship with God and my counselor and I pay my counselor. So I can't even, right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, like, right. like, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so I mean, my counselor, you know, has, has been an extreme help. Uh, and man, and just being okay with the narrative people choose to build about you by you doing you, right. you just got to be okay with that. That's what's up. And, and I, I never really thought about it from that perspective, man. You know, I've been on sabbatical from, ministry uh, for about a month or so now. And I think one of the greatest things I've come to think through is just how I feel about me. Uh, something mm-hmm. you said, I mean, we lie a lot. We lie oftentimes and we, and we say, we don't care what people think about us, but we do. Uh, yep. It's anybody we who do. says that, you know, Hey, it is what it is. I, I'm not going to measure their, their truthfulness behind it. But I will say that that's something I wrestle with, especially as a pastor, man, people expect you to be on, all day, every day. Uh, They expect you to know just what to say. Then if you ain't hearing from God like they suppose you to, then it's just a lot of pressure, man. And I had to learn how to, you know, I've dealt with depression, man. I've dealt with uh, suicidal thoughts, man. And I know you had some of those same things, man. I've dealt with so much. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I allowing people to determine my personal significance? Like yes, support, like you say, support is welcome, but it's, it's not needed. I honor anybody who supports me because I like to reciprocate support and show love. But I had mm-hmm. to get to a place where it's kind of like, you know what? I'm okay <clears> with <throat> Jeff. I'm okay with Jeff yeah. Whitaker. Um, and Jeff Whitaker is not as bad. I haven't always made the best choices or decisions as a leader or as a person that's trying to pioneer and progress. But that's something that, that I, that I, that I take uh, ownership of, man, is, is really being confident in myself. And, and one thing I've, learned from observing you, man, is that you never portray your, even though you're very honest, if you don't want to have a conversation mm-hmm. with you, you're very honest about mm-hmm. how you feel, but you yeah. never portray yourself in this, you know, woe is me personality, uh, yeah. or woe is me persona. The church world uh, coined the term, you don't look like what you've been through. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you truly embodied this sentiment, man. H- how do you maintain character and composure when the pursuit of your purpose can be problematic. How, how do you still mm-hmm. keep up the, like you're inspiring so many people, man. I don't know how many followers you have, but you're inspiring <laughs> thousands of people, right? Yeah. And they see the inspiration, but they don't see the affliction. They don't see yeah. the tears. They don't see, yeah. uh, not to say that you're unwilling to disclose that because you're very open yeah. and vulnerable, but how do you continue to inspire people when your pursuit is still going through challenges and obstacles? How do you not look like what you're going through? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, um, I, I, I tell you that, um, you know, much like in that post when I was like, you know, get up and dust yourself off, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, you know, you know, like that's, that's a daily thing, yeah. you know, um, man, for the past few years, every day I've been hit with some form of attack daily. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everybody, you know, has tried to encourage me like, you know, any day now, you know, it's going to happen and right. any day now it's going to shift and any day now it's going to break. And after a while you begin to say it, but then it's just like, okay, I, I'm saying, it, I believe it, but man, like it's hard to believe right now. You know what I'm saying? 
But what I do is that I try to challenge myself every day that I clothe myself with hope. Yeah. And and if today's the day that it's gonna break, I don't want to look like I didn't expect it to. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know how like you know how like somebody come to your house and you you weren't expecting them and you just look broke, right. busted, and right, disgusted. Right. Right. And you and you like, dang, I wasn't I wasn't right. expecting you to show up. <laughs> yeah. Um, every day I wanna, you know, I want to I wanna look like I'm prepared for it to show up. That's what's up. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like <clears throat> so when it shows up, I'm like, yo, I I I knew that was gonna happen. You know, I knew I knew that was gonna I knew that was gonna take off. I knew that was gonna, you know, you know, you know, happen eventually at some point and so forth and so on, man. But it it it's it's a it's a hard thing, Joe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like those thoughts of suicide, though, yeah. you know, that 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 seeping into depression that um, you know, right now, uh, if I'm honest, I'm still um <clears throat> I'm still battling, I'm still battling um uh my confidence. Yeah. Um and regaining confidence. Um I, I you know I had put so much trust in God for uh for certain things that I thought were gonna happen, you know, especially with my father and my brother's death and yeah. things of that nature, you know, yeah. like when my brother was sick, I was like, you know, I'm believing God, like God's going to turn this thing around. And right. he started getting better and then boom, he died. That right. thing, that thing weighs on your confidence. Yeah. You feel like, you know, oh, I can pray for other people and, and it happened and right. pray for me and it doesn't, right. you know, and, right. and, and then you still want me to talk well of you and speak well right. of you and, and, teach, <laughs> and teach people about you. Like, right. how does, you know, how does this work when my, you know, when my confidence is jacked? You know right. what I'm saying? And so, um, and so man, like, uh, so when I, so when I get, when I get dressed or when I present myself or when I start talking to people, uh, a lot of times, like people have seen the inconsistency, even in my social media presentation. And a part of that is me regaining confidence. I don't yeah. post because of, because I'm still battling and I'm still addressing some confidence issues within myself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and for people that are around, I've had, I've allowed people to have access to me to have the ability to shift my confidence based upon their negative perceptions of me. Right. You know, because uh, everybody got negative perceptions of you when you're not doing what they want you to do. Right. But then you also got to, you also got to cut those negative, that access off. They right. shouldn't be able to report to you, you know, negative things. They shouldn't be able to report to you what what they heard or the latest gossip or right. whatever the case is, because that's a jolt on your confidence and who you who you trying to build up. Yeah. Um, and so and so man, every day, man, I just, I just, I just expect things to turn around. So I gotta show up like and I gotta talk like and I gotta believe like right. everything's gonna turn around, man. And, and and it's a challenge, but it's what I try to do every day. And this is encouraging, man, because the motivation behind a lot of the persona many people try to say they have <clears throat> is really to appease other people. I think if this yep. if this conversation has done anything for me, man, it's continuing to and even gave me a greater boost of freedom 
from people, man. Um, yeah. Because people can be cruel, people can be mean, people can be two-sided, man. And um, it's crazy, AD, because I'll be honest, man, as as when I first met you, man, um, I just looked at you like, man, that's AD, the dude can dress, man. The dude is influential, the dude, you know, and, and you are all those things, but I never took into the consideration that you're human, you have feelings, yeah. you have emotions. And I've dealt with a lot of what you've dealt with as it relates to confidence in God. My wife lost her her father uh, two years ago. Um, she lost her grandmother at the end of 2020. I lost my mentor, man. Oh, man. Uh, in January 31st of this year, 2021. And it's hard to get up there. I don't care how many tongues people speak in. I don't care how many times they tap into the third heaven. It's hard to process certain emotions and not saying that God is unable to meet us in those areas, but it's very hard to inspire people, encourage people when you're still trying to keep yourself up. But, uh, man, let me say to you as one who has impacted my life, um, man, and, and not to just say, keep going just because people need you to keep going, but people keep going because you are, you are blessing people, man, whether spoken publicly or not. Uh, we, we are all on this road with you, man. We, we are all, yeah, man. you know, you've opened up a door spe- specifically for people in ministry to say, well, man, what I can do more than just, than just this. I, I can do yeah. more than just meet this need. And man, I, I applaud you for, for stepping out on faith, going down the road that's less traveled um, to yeah. pursue, man. And I'm rooting for you, man. Uh, it's so crazy Thank because you, I was telling my wife, I love acting. I love communicating. I love all of these different things. And being in Virginia, man, <laughs> I love Virginia, but it's like, we're so comfortable here. You know, yeah. this is why I try yeah. times just to get in a different context. And uh, man, it's amazing to see how you journey. This, this is my last question and it, it doesn't have to be a brief response, but uh, to have you on my podcast, man, is, is an honor within itself. Uh, but it further shows your willingness to help someone else build their dreams while you're working on your own. And that's one thing I've yeah. learned about you is that you're going to help in any capacity you can someone else while you're still you know, building what you have and in such a selfish, I want to say selfish, but self-ambitious culture. Uh, mm-hmm. Why is it important, particularly in the African-American communities? Because we can be so competitive and have like this crap mentality. But uh, why is it important to help others succeed on your way to success? And um, how can we continue to do that as a society, as a people? Um, I know you have your mentorship program, which is which is wonderful, man. And, yeah, and, man. and teaching, you know, African-American young <clears throat> Just thrive. So, uh, where do you find the motivation uh, to just help others, man? While you're building your own thing. Well, man, I, like for me, um, I think a part of my calling, my purpose in life, is to help people. Yeah. And uh, as much as I, <clears throat> as much as I. Um, feel like what God has called for me to do in this world is to be a voice and to be uh, successful in my perspective areas. A part of that success comes from helping others. Yeah. And if I and if I don't, I feel like um, I feel like I am not fulfilling 
what I am called to fulfill in this totality because what I'm doing is through almost selfish ambition, you know? Um, And so for me, um, the big, you know, the big things for me is like, yo, like, how am I, how am I helping someone and how can I continue to help someone beyond beyond the things that um beyond the things that i uh have set out to accomplish within myself and i think that along the journey our job is to help people along that journey and a lot of times we're, we're so focused on our destination that we forget hey i can help somebody else along the way and just because and you know a lot of a lot of times our excuse is well I really can't help nobody because I ain't all the way there yet. But, you know, here's the reality, man. I used to, um, when I was, when I was in 10th grade, um, my, one of my mentors was like, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to help you stay out of the streets. And so he, he, um, that summer, um, I remember he took me to summer, um, to, uh, to the YMCA. So he did, so I, I learned how to swim. Uh, well, I had I had learned how to swim in middle school, but then when I got in, in high school, he was like, "Yo, you know, you really need to be doing the swimming thing." And then next thing I know, I became a lifeguard. Yeah. But one of the things is, um, like with swimming, um, you know, when you're trying to teach people how to swim, people think that, you know, well, I can swim in three feet, but I can't swim in twelve. Right. And but one of the things that I learned was you know, the same patterns and the motions that you do in three, yeah. you can do in 12. Right. And, but what we would gradually do, we would gradually take the students from three feet to four feet, to five feet, to six feet. And then what we would empower them to do by the time they learn how to swim in eight feet, your job now was to go grab somebody at three feet right. to teach them. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And just because they ain't made it to 12 yet, right. doesn't mean you can't teach them how to swim in three. Right. And our problem is we haven't reached our goal of 12. Right. So we at eight. So we're saying I can't help three. Yes, you can. Yeah. And 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 it's up to us, I think, you know, as a people, as a culture, especially with an African-American culture right. that we reach and help people as we learn and not try to hoard that information and just not give ourselves the excuse of, well, I don't know everything. You're never going to know everything. You're never going to always be there. But what you do know, you do have the capability to assist and to train and to help someone else and understanding that perspective. Because I think the only difference between us and our Caucasian counterparts is at at this point is what we leave. Right. And, um, and as, as long as we're focused on our goal, we never leave anything for everybody else. And for me, that's what real ministry is. Real ministry is where I last your breath. And, wow. um, and, 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 and that is helping people along the way and having people have the conversation of, man, you know, man, AD, man, dude, I wouldn't have ever did da 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 The same way when you just talk about your mentor, you yeah. see what I'm saying? Like it did something to you. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, man, like, you no, know, man, like they were, they were influential in my life. And that's, 
and 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 that's the perspective like help build something else like people don't know you know the FedEx situation I was working for a production company and I'm and I'm helping this production company build what I eventually want to build and I'm not there with ill motive I'm there working my butt off because right. I believe I'm sowing I'm sowing the seed right. of what type of employee I will have right. when it's my when it's my turn. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so um, keeping all of that in perspective, because who you are in this season to someone else is the harvest of what type of people you will have in, in your season when your time comes. That's good, man. Somebody once told me how you store another man's work will determine how someone will steward yours. Uh, so it. I think that's important, man, particularly um, as a community of Black people and just around the world, man, those who are trying to expire and do what they have to do, helping somebody else is important, man. Listen, man, I, I have truly enjoyed this conversation. How can people stay connected with you, man, as they continue to watch you blaze trails in this era, man? What's your Instagram information and, you know, yeah, man. Um, uh, they can they can connect with me, Adrian Davis now on Instagram, Adrian Davis now on uh, AdrianDavisNow.com. Uh, also, um, podcast the commas uh, the commas podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, man, like I'm Adrian Davis now, pretty much on everything. Okay. Uh, YouTube, uh, they can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, looking forward to building this confidence back up Most to put definitely. out some more content yes, you know sir. what i'm saying so yes, um so trying to get back on the ball man and so uh so yeah they can just they can keep up with me there bro most definitely. I'll be sure to follow Adrian on all social media platforms. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, uh, be sure to do so because I'd rather grow with you than grow alone. Also be sure to check out Adrian Davis and his um, his podcast. What is the name of it again? My podcast, The Commas Podcast. The, Commas. The, Com- the Commas Podcast. A lot of great content. Yes, um, also, you can go to Amazon.com if you don't know. I have written a 21-day devotional. Let's grow 21-day devotional. So you all who yes, listen, sir. just type in my name, Jeffrey Whitaker. It will come up. I promise you, you'll be transformed with this devotional. And be sure to follow me also on Instagram at Let's Grow Jeff. I love to connect with you. Until next time, everybody, start growing, keep growing, and never stop growing. I'll talk to you all soon. I'm out.